Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Big Takes with Chase and Joe. And this episode is going to be about NBA, and this is the Shooters Shoot episode. All righty. Thank you for the introduction, Chase. Again, I'm Joe, and welcome back for episode three. So, first topic starting out the Sixers just rolled past the Kings, and Bede has been white hot, dropped 31 points in that game. Could it potentially be his MVP season? Some would say he got snubbed last year. I would be one of those people. I think that he was a better player than Jokic. Um, I think that most GMs, if you called him up right now and said, push the button, you could have one or the other. I think a lot of people would take Embiid. Um, Jokic definitely is probably a better teammate elevator, but Embiid is just too much of a, a raw talent. He's uh, He's been... No, I, I agree. And he was the first big since Shaq to win the scoring title. And we are going to act like Jokic should have won back-to-back MVPs. Okay, that's a tr- triple-double again. By Okay, that's great. That's literally saying in the MLB, Shohei, Ot- Shohei Otani should win the MVP every year because he can pitch and hit. No, there has to be different levels, different MVPs. No other center did that. And guess who's averaging... 33.3 points per game, nine, almost 10 rebounds, 9.7 rebounds, and almost five assists. Your MVP, Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid is going to win the MVP this year. And it's not even going to be close. I got to disagree with you there, Chase. I got a different kid in mind, and that would be Jason Tatum. That's ridiculous. I don't, I, he's not the best player in the league right now. He's the best player on the best team. He's averaging 31 points, 8 boards, 4 assists. And did you watch that game against the Lakers? Yeah. Did you watch what he did? That I just got sidetracking here. That was one of the craziest games, uh, regular season games I've seen all year. Celtics were up 15, dominating the game. Lakers come back. They start going crazy. Bronze hitting threes, throwing lobs to AD. Russ throws down a tomahawk. They're up 13 with 430 left. I'm like, oh. There goes the game. All of a sudden, Tatum bags up, starts taking over, hits a fade on Braun to send it to OT, and then the Celtics, of course, win in overtime. And just the performance that he's been bringing together night in and night out, the level of consistency he's been playing at, doesn't get hurt like my guy 21 on the Sixers. That's my knock on him, Chase. I want him to stay healthy. I want him there in the playoffs. Every year, it's the same thing. Gets hurt right when it matters the most. It's a shame. It's not yeah, his fault. Yeah, but I... I- but it, yeah, it but does. I think, he, I, I think he stays healthy. And when he stays healthy, like he did last year, he only missed a few games last year. It wasn't like, oh, he missed 20 games. No, he missed like 10. Like, okay, that happens. He should have won MVP. He's leading the league in scoring again. And the center. Well, he, if you take, well, well, I got to stop you, you right there. If you take Joel Embiid away from the Sixers, who are the Sixers? Let me tell you that. Who are the Sixers without Joel Embiid? He, no, he's the he's the best player on he's the best player on the Sixers. He is their identity. But like you said, he's leading the league in scoring, but he can't actually be classified as that because he doesn't have enough games played. It's the reoccurring theme with Embiid. He just doesn't play enough, man. When he's on uh, I, 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 when when he's on the court and playing top top five, top three, make your case for top one, but I need to see him on the court more. Let me ask you this. If he plays in those two games against the Heat where we got blown out and he didn't play, do you think we win that series last year if he played? We win this easy, easy. But 
Why did he get knocked out? Because Pascal Siakam hit him in the face. And that was even called for a flagrant one, a flagrant two. Now, I think that that was ridiculous. And I do think we win that series. My point is that was out of his control. Yeah, it's out of his control. But at some point, it's not so sweet anymore. You can't be missing the playoffs every single year. I still think he's going to be the MVP. Tatum's top five player. He's not top three. I think right now he's top one. Giannis is the best player in the league. Joel Embiid's a top five player. Giannis can do it on both ends of the floor. You can argue Jason Tatum can do it on both ends of the floor. But Giannis is such an impact on any NBA team you put him on. He thrives. Same with Jason Tatum. Don't get me wrong. But Giannis is so dominant at his position. No one can guard him. No one. And he can guard your best player on the other team. Defensively, he's a freak. Nope, it's not. Defensively, I think he might be the best player in the league, and he's a freak. Obviously, he's called the Greek freak for a reason. But when the game playoff basketball fourth quarter comes around, you see the Ben Simmons effect. Teams kind of wall him off. They play off him. Let's be honest. He doesn't scare you from three. Career 30% shooter from three. You don't have to shoot threes to be successful in this league, and he's proven that. I don't shoot or shoot. I think you do. I think the league shifted and small ball wins. Look at Golden State, man. Who won it last year? Curry and Clay shooting threes, letting it rip. Pool coming in there. Last in the NBA Finals. In the NBA Finals. All right, no. And that's why he's coming out this year. What? No. Was he impactful? No. Tatum. Impactful. Yeah, was Giannis impactful when he was in the finals run for Milwaukee against the Suns? He was Milwaukee. the best player on that floor, night in and night out. Milwaukee did not have the bigs. All they had was eight. And so Dario Sarch got hurt. Uh, what's his name? Craig. Got... Dario Sarch at stop. Like, it's big bodies to throw place. at him, though. It's big bodies to throw at him. Look at, yo, how about this? Like, Look at what, um... Guard Giannis. No, how about this? Two years ago... Put Michael Bridges on Tatum. He's not getting over... 28. Yeah, he is. Come on. Come on. That's an outlandish claim. No, no, two, how about this? Michael how about Bridges this? Is a great defense. How about this? Two years ago, Milwaukee goes up two games to the Raptors, and they ask Kawhi after the game. They say, so what's going to be the adjustment going forward? And he says, the adjustment is I'm guarding Giannis. And from that point on, he held Giannis to under 25 points a game, and they won four games in a row. 6-7, Kawhi Leonard. Locked him up. That was- Kawhi. But we have to also look at that Kawhi is one of the best defenders to go through NBA. And you can't take that away from him. Kawhi, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And you put him on Giannis. Okay. Giannis was not who he was. He still, was that the MVP year, Giannis? Right? 2019, right? That was. Yeah, he won the MVP that year. Yeah, because then the Raptors went on to win. Yeah. Fine. They banged up Warriors. That was kind of a gimme. Uh, the Warriors healthy, the Raptors are not. Warriors. Oh, my God. No, I don't think anybody at any time has beaten that healthy Warriors team. Curry, Clay, that's all you need to say. Stop. You yeah, say yeah. You don't, I don't even care. I don't care who's coaching it. I don't no. care who, who's coming off the bench. That's it. That team will forever be the best team in the NBA. Yeah, that team. I don't, I don't even... That team was just unfair. That, that, team, that team was borderline going to ruin Bulls. basketball. Like, we're lucky KD's crazy and wanted to leave and go play with Kyrie's 
weird self because that that team would have ruined basketball. He literally just ruined his career by going to Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes you got to swallow the pride a little bit and realize it ain't going to get much better than this playing with you know a couple Hall of Famers, Steve Kerr running the show over there. But let's get into the Suns. I think they're frauds. I I agree. I, I think they're. Their one year to win was 2020. Yeah, they were. They now had it. They were up 2-0. Yeah, no, they're they're kind of getting getting a little bit uh bothersome to me. Chris Paul, what's he ever done? He walks around like he's Magic Johnson, and how many rings does he oh have on his God. finger? Don't even get me started on Chris Paul. People praise him for what? For what? Great point guard. All yeah. All, top 20 all time, make your case for top 15, but come on. It's Never won anything ever. Bad. It's, I, it's I just honestly, I don't think, I just don't think their roster's talented enough to win it. Like, you look, it's Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Bridges is, he's a good player. Cam Johnson, he's hurt now. He's, he's a good player. But like, they, they don't have that Curry, Tatum, Giannis, Durant, and Bede type guy. And I know how you feel about uh, Devin Booker, too. So, All right. So this is what I think is funny. So you know when Patrick Beverly pushed DeAndre in because he was standing on top of Anthony Davis because he acted like he was tough. Meanwhile, I love Monty Williams. I think he's a great coach, great guy. But the team he's coaching is filled with just a bunch of you-know-what. And watching that team, they think they're tough. DeAndre Ayton thinks he's tough. That boy should not even have a max contract in this league. He does not deserve He's not even an all-star. Why is he getting a max contract? That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that was probably one of the De- worst. D-book. Oh, yeah, but- D-book. Oh, Patrick Beverly only shows people behind their back. Meanwhile, he did the same thing, and when he plays Luka, he is non-existent. Luka owns Devin Booker. And if you're the type of player that Devin Booker is, you don't allow someone else to own you. And he allows Luka Doncic to continue to own him from now on. Yeah. So I, I think D-Book's not that guy. I just, yeah, it comes down to the Suns for me. It's like they don't have that get-a-bucket, get-a-stop guy that you can throw out there and you can just say, go get me eight in the fourth quarter with three minutes left, win the game. Like, I remember last year it was an elimination game and the Mavs just, it, was, it wasn't even a watchable game. They were just killing them. They beat him by like forty, and Luca literally had as many points as the whole Suns team in the first half. Yeah, and because Dallas has that guy, and that's Luca, and I, I don't see the Suns making out. If they they can make it out of the first round, depending on who they play. If they play a scrappy team, I don't think so. Like if Clippers somehow fall late seed, and the Suns play them, and then. The Clippers have healthy Kawhi, healthy PG. That game's not going to six. No, it's not. The Clippers are going to move on. The Suns are going to be knocked out in the first, and then they're going to have to rethink their whole system because Chris Paul is not the answer. He's too old. He's putting up like nine points some yeah. games. The most points he put up this year was 24. He's averaging 10 points. He's not even yeah. averaging 10 assists, which is sad, which is very sad. And his efficiency's just gone down the drain. You check the box score every Suns game, and he's like two for twelve. Thirty-six percent field goal percentage. Yeah, that's that's not he's getting shooting it done. Thirty-six percent from the field. That's horrible. Just you're not LeBron, dude. Retire. Yeah, come like on. come on. You're not, you're not him. It's okay. Yeah. 
You're yeah. getting up there in age. State Farm looks great right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe stick to the commercials from here on out. But uh, so speaking to a team with another uh, older point guard, but uh, he's he's kind of got the opposite uh, resume of Chris Paul. How about Steph Curry and the Warriors? They've been struggling on the road this year. They started out on an eight-game losing streak on the road, and at home they're twelve and two on the road. They don't even have five wins. So, what do you think's going on there, Chase? You think they're going to figure it out for the playoffs, or now Steph's hurt? At least three weeks, he's going to be out. Not looking good for the Dubs, but how do you feel? Warriors aren't going to win. I think the dynasty isn't there. What does Steph Curry do? Win another championship. They counted them out just because they had one bad year with Steph out the entire year um, due to injuries. And they're going to prove it again. Steph's going to be out. Okay. Warrior, all the Warriors have to do is get in the playoffs. The Warriors are the best playoff team to face in the West. And I think that they'll make a push to the Western Conference Finals. I don't think it's a bait. Even if they play New Orleans, who's going to stop the greatest shooter of all time? Clay, Clay's not in a rhythm. Clay's in a shooting struggle right now. And he's still putting up huge numbers, which is crazy to me. So I think this Warriors team can easily be in the finals. I think they're just going through a rough patch right now. I agree. I don't th- I don't care what seed they are. Not one team in the West is going to want to play the Warriors. And the thing that would scare me if I'm the lead too is they got five guys who are young and they're going to be around for a while. You got Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and James Wiseman. And that's not even talking about Curry, Clay, and Dre. I think they're going to be scary. They're going to be scary this year, and they're going to be scary for the next 10 years, too, as long as they can keep those cornerstones. And they learn from the best, too. Oh, yeah. And you know I've been on my boy Kumango for a while now. I think of course. he's going to be great. He's 20. He got in the league at 18, which is young. You got to adjust. This is a grown man's game. He came from the um, G League at night, just right from high school, went there for a year at 17 playing in the G League and then playing pro basketball. That's a big jump for a young man. Not everyone is LeBron James, given credit. LeBron mm-hmm. can go into the league at 18 and do that. Kuminga, yeah. I'll give him another couple of years, and I, and I think he's going to be a nice lob threat. I think he can evolve his game to a 15 and 10 guy and be solid for this Warriors team. Yeah, not to mention his and, defense, too. Yeah, he's a great defender. And mm-hmm. then you have Jordan Poole, who can just get buckets. I mean, they paid the man for a reason. I think he's going to step up and average about 25 a game to lead this Warriors team. 100%. Yeah, and then Wiseman, everybody knows what he was coming out of college. Unfortunately, he did have the knee injury, but he's he's been looking good. He's playing. His minutes are going up, so got to keep an eye there, too. And, of course, Andrew Wiggins kind of had a, a resurgence after he got traded to the Warriors. He, I, I would, You could argue that they maybe wouldn't have won the championship last year without Andrew Wiggins, so. Oh, yeah. I think he his career just took off to another level. I think it was a bad situation in Minnesota. Um, it was kind of like it has to be his team. The team was surrounded by for Andrew Wiggins, and he was the number one option. And then he goes to the Warriors. He's the number two, three. He was actually the number two because Clay was hurt. It wasn't the same Clay. And he just thrives in that role. And he's having one of his best career seasons last year and this year so 
one hundred percent. I root for him. Yeah, I would definitely. I'd say he's probably a top five wing defender in the league too. And Lord knows how valuable having wing defenders on your team is with all the skilled threes and fours that we have in our league today. So just it almost it almost comes down toward the end of the season. Just how many bodies do you have to throw at those? Like we were talking about, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum type guys. So. Now switching gears, I think the date is coming closer and closer as we look at it. LeBron is only 300 points away from the record, the scoring title that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has been holding for so long. Yeah, and let's just be honest. Is he, is, is he the GOAT? I mean, can we answer this question? Yes, he is. Love him or hate him. You can't deny he's got four rings, four finals MVPs, won a championship with three different teams, beat probably the best team of all time down 3-1. He's about to have the all-time scoring record, top five in assists, never missed more than 20 games in one season, which is crazy, averaged 38 minutes a game on his entire career. And this is my big debate, Chase, for the GOAT argument. I think that the league is at an all-time high talent-wise. I think the competition in today's game is just undisputably the best it's ever been. And also you look at LeBron, number one in pretty much every playoff stack category that matters. I'm talking assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, points. So, And then also this one won't show up on the stat sheets, but just as a fan of basketball, I know you can speak to this too. Watching that, uh, what he did in 2018 with that squad, no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. You had JR high in the finals, running around, blue game one. But just even the fact that he took his team there, Beat that Boston team in seven to get there is just absolutely ridiculous to me. He literally put that team on his back and averaged 40 points every single game in the playoffs. So it's just crazy. No, you can't, you can't take away anything from LeBron. And I think I think he uh, is the best player of all time. For what he – the 2016 finals, I think, speaks for itself. You look at Jordan. I don't think he went against anyone in the finals that was like, oh, my God, like this is an insane team. Like, okay, Carl Malone, John Stockton. Yeah, that's a great duo. That's a great Utah Jazz team. Yeah. But that doesn't compare to the almost one of the best small, a top two small forward of all time. Right behind LeBron, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. Almost one of the best shooters of all time in Clay Thompson. Yep. I mean, those are all time players. Those are three Hall of Famers, and LeBron himself yeah and, and i mean of course he didn't go on to win the series but even getting there and let's like everybody knows the Cavs basically should have won game one it was a freak thing that happened there with jr smith an, an infamous play really but yeah and, and i mean looking back on jordan of course it was the bad boys pistons a couple good knicks teams but nothing like what we see today at, at this point in the nba you could name any team in the league even lottery teams and they're still three studs on that team that would have averaged 30 points a game in the oh, yeah. 80s. And you look at Jordan's career um, to LeBron. Yeah, he was average. He retired in 98, then came back in uh, 01. He had three years, and I do give it to him. Coming back after three years and just averaging 20, 22.9 points is very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm putting out 20 the next year. But LeBron still putting up 38 a year. 20, 21, 20, 22. 30 points a game. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Year 20, Jordan retired yeah. after 15 seasons. And listen, I'm not a Jordan hater. I, I got much love for Jordan. Obvious, top three player all time. I watched The Last Dance. I think he's definitely one of the goats of our game. And he changed it too. I mean, he was a legend on and off the court, but I think that LeBron pretty much, especially once he gets the all-time scoring title, he will have pretty much closed the debate. Because at that point, the only thing Jordan will have on him is six rings. And that's not what being the goat is, because then let's just call Bill Russell the goat, eleven rings. So, and it's just like, oh, he's six and zero in the finals. Okay, how many times did he miss the Eastern Conference Finals? How many times did he knocked out before the finals? Like, yeah, you can't just say six zero, six like Shaq. He's six and zero in the finals. Okay, and you say yourself, like Shaq's like, yeah, I'm a top player in the NBA, but you lost. Yep. You lost too. Like it, it's just it, I think it's an overused point in arguments. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And one other stat that's really worth it. This one doesn't get talked about a lot, but Jordan actually never made it out of the first round until the Bulls drafted Scottie Pippen. So I'ma just leave that one out there. Take it as you will. Look where LeBron can get after Kyrie would leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to say. Yep, went to nine in a row. Okay. Yeah. Now switching gears into a team that's missing their second option in the Memphis Grizzlies. They're on a six-win streak. About to be seven with this game over Milwaukee. John Morant is playing out of his mind, even without Desmond Bain, who uh, who was in the stretch before he got injured, was averaging about 24 points a game. What do you think of this about this Memphis Grizzlies team? Uh, I like them a lot. I liked them a lot last year. I thought they would have gone a little further than they did. But you look at John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Dylan Brooks and the role players that they have surrounding them. It's a great young squad. They play with a lot of energy every night. They defend well. They can shoot. Uh, There's really not a clear-cut hole in that Grizzlies team. The only really knock you could say about them is experience. But, every, I mean, of course, every every year they're going to be getting more of that. And they're on track to make the playoffs again this year. I'd be shocked if they didn't. So I don't know if this is their year. Still an extremely young team. And Jaws' health is unfortunately always a question mark. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to run into the Grizzlies. And I think Jaws We're just as, as... The whole Jaw health thing. Dude, <laughs> you know what frustrates me the most is when I just wake up in the morning, open Instagram or ESPN, pray for Ja, pray for Ja. Like, and he's only out for like a quarter because he like just rolled his ankle and he was okay. Like, the league is just so on top of John Moran. Yeah, I mean, you saw last year he was House of Highlights, number one most posted player, and I I would definitely think that that was by a pretty vast margin because it almost feels like every day there's a a John highlight that. Just draw that. All right, all right, all right. Settle settle down. Can we post like some people who are underappreciated? Like, come on. And that'll take us right into our next topic, Chase. How about that? Why don't we do a, um, an all-NBA underrated team? We'll do a starting five. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you want to take it away with the first pick? First pick? Ooh. Uh, give me Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. I love that pick. Uh, he's, been, he's been averaging 19.1 points per game. About 10.6 assists per game, and he's taken a huge leap this year. No one's really talking about it. And I think the Pacers fleece the Kings. 
the, yeah, the Montez bonus trade. I would agree. I don't know what the Kings were doing there. Uh, even De'Aaron Fox admitted he was like, "I'm glad that like I'm the they're passing the torch. They're committed to me, but like, what are we doing there?" Because I mean, obviously they both played point guard, but you know, definitely a question mark with that trade because Hollenburton is the real deal. Right now, they I would rather have Fox and Hollenburton because the way Fox is playing this year and the way Hollenburton is, that duo would be insane to play against. That would be one of the best back backcourts in the NBA. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, the Kings, they might make the playoffs as is for the first time in a while, but with Hollenburton, I think they would be doing even better. And moving on, I'm going to give my first pick now. He is on the Spurs. Give me Keldon Johnson. Um, He's averaging 21 points a game, five rebounds, three assists, shoots 35% from three, and he is an absolute world-class defender, too. He does not get talked about enough. He averages a steal a game. And just really the development, he went from his rookie year averaging nine points a game now to 21. Um, He's just been rapidly getting better under Greg Popovich. And I think the sky's the limit for Kelton Johnson, and he is definitely not talked about enough. Listening, I'm going to go with the shooting guard. I'm going to go Jalen Green. He hasn't been talked about once, and who's been a better improvement from their rookie year. And I do not like the love that Scotty Barnes gets. He's putting up 13 points per game. Okay, Jalen Green's putting up 21.8 points per game, almost 22 points per game. From his 17.3 last year, that's a good increase, and I think that increase keeps going on. He's going to keep improving. He's still young. I think he's going to be one of the best players out of the 2020 draft class. Was it 2020 or 2021? It was 2021. 2021. 2020, 2021, yeah. But I, I, I love Jalen Green. I love his game. And I think he's going to prove the league in the next few years. Yeah, he's definitely a fun player to watch. Absolute hops on Jalen Green. I'm going to go with the shooting guard, too, though, with my second pick. I got a three in Kelton Johnson. Now I'm going to take Anthony Simons. He is one of my favorite players in the league, and he's going to be an all-star this year. Let's just call it what it is. Honestly, at this point, it's kind of a cheesy pick, me picking him for my underrated team because he is has been starting to get a little bit of love. But when he came into the league, he was um, 19, averaging four points a game, hardly playing at all, playing seven minutes a game. And now he is probably – he's. The second best player on the Trailblazers, averaging 24 points a game, shooting 40% from three. And when Damian Lillard goes out, he just steps up, fills that role perfectly. And I think that the Blazers, I think they when they moved off CJ McCollum, a lot of people were raising an eyebrow, but I think that they knew they had a stud brewing in Simons, and that's probably what made them feel comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. I mean, even looking at that move, like I was just like, no way. They're wasting Damian Lillard's career. They're trading away CJ McCollum. Like, what are they doing? And then Anthony Simons shows up, and everyone's like, oh, okay. They'll bet on the young guy, which I love. And I'm going to go big here in my draft. I'm going to take Jarrett Allen from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's having a pretty good year, I would say. He's averaging 16 points. And 10 rebounds, averaging a double-double with a block a game. And I, I think he has more impact than what his stats show. And I think w- without Jarrett Allen, the Cavs are 
not as good of a team because Evan Mobley's great, but he's not as impactful on the defensive side like Jarrett Allen. I like that pick a lot, yeah. I uh, He's a stud, honestly. He's been holding it down great for the Cavs. And without further ado, I'm going to pick my third pick now. I'm picking a four in Jaden McDaniels. Um, I still don't think he's really scratched the surface for his true potential yet, but he's averaging now um, 11 points a game, um, four rebounds, and he shoots over 50% from the field. But really what does it for me with him is that he's such a versatile defender. At 6'9", he can pretty much guard almost any position on the court. And that's really what he gets most of his usage at right now. He averages over a steal and over a block. So I think that really speaks for itself right there. Uh, Jaden McDaniels is coming on big. He's, he's a future stud in this league, in my opinion. Yeah, and then I'm going to go into my four. He's kind of got some notice. This could be controversial on the underrated. I'm going to go Lori Markinen. He's come into his own this year. He's proving everyone that he just wasn't in the right fit, the right system, and now he's averaging over 20 points per game in Utah. He's become pretty much the number one option outside of Jordan Clarkson, and he's showing that he can be an all-star in this league. Yeah, Laurie Marketing has been going off, Chase. That's actually a great pick right there. And now for my pick at the point guard position, I'm going to take an older guy. Uh, this one might shock some of the listeners because I bet you didn't know he's having this good of a season, but I'm going to take John Wall. A lot of people kind of wrote him off. Of course, he went through some tragic injuries, but this year he has been a spark plug for the Clippers. He's played in almost every game, and he's given the Clippers about 23 minutes a game with 13 points and six assists. He's been energy and that's what the Clippers needed they got to definitely have an older team so John Wall playing at the level that he is has definitely been attributed to some of their success yeah I do like that and I think he can be a great option off the bench especially in the playoffs and really uh, hold his own against other bench units especially being from what he was I think he'll uh, expose other bench units when it comes playoff time and now moving into my fifth pick I'm going to go with Jalen Smith from the Indiana Pacers. I got a little Indiana Pacers squad going right here. Um, only averaging 10.6 points per game, but he has such an improvement from where he was last year with Phoenix, and he's really finding himself into this Pacers offense, especially being so young. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he's been overlooked, and I do believe that he has more impact than the stats. I would agree 100% there. And I'm going to keep the ball rolling with the Pacers. For my five, I'm taking Miles Turner solely on this one statistic. Put aside the eight rebounds, 18 points. That's great and all. But he's shooting 43% from three, Chase. I don't th that's, the, that's the highest of any big man in the league. Sorry, Carl Anthony Towns. Who's the best shooter in the league? Cat? No, stop. Get that he's also... He's giving you two and a half blocks a game, too. So, Miles Turner's been a stud this season. And I think he's going to be somebody to watch at the trade deadline. I've heard a lot of rumors coming on the Lakers' end that they kind of want to get, uh, like, a system running where they're running Anthony Davis at the four and Turner at the five. Because 
Anthony Davis does not enjoy being a center, and that was obviously their recipe in 2020 when they won the championship playing AD at the four. Look at New Orleans. Boogie and AD, and that duo was just filthy. Prime, healthy Boogie with a prime AD. Like, that duo was unstoppable. And you put, like, Miles Turner is not DeMarcus Cousins. Don't get, don't get me wrong. But he's still a solid center who's a great shooter. And he spaces the floor, which, what do those Lakers need spacing? And what does Anthony Davis need? Spacing down low. You put Miles Turner on the outside, he's a shooting threat from three. Now you got Anthony Davis who can still cook one-on-one with a better team. I yeah. think that will make the, the Lakers a better team if they trade for Miles Turner. 100%. Yeah, depending on what they give up, if they can kind of fleece the Pacers or give up some picks for Turner, I think that uh, you're going to be looking at the Lakers as somebody you don't really want to see in the playoffs, honestly. Yeah. I think they'll be a dark horse. I mean, you can never count LeBron out. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't. He's always, yep. He'll always have something brewing. Mm-hmm. So I think that will... Uh... That's going to definitely pay some dividends. So again, oh, my yeah, all easy. my all underrated team is John Wall at the one, Anfrey Simons at the two, Keldon Johnson, Jaden McDaniels at the four, and then Miles Turner holding it down at the five. And I think that's a playoff team, honestly. And these guys, nobody posts about them, nobody talks about them, and uh, there's some studs. They're putting together some some scrappy seasons on the on the down low. So definitely, guys, to keep your eyes on. I love my one-two combo in Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Green. I think those two guards are just young. No one looks at them. No one says anything about them. I think there's, they, they're going to put the league on notice, and I, I just think it's a matter of time because they're proving it now. They just need someone on ESPN to be like, hey, you know, we're balling here. You know, we're, doing, we're actually playing great basketball, and Tyrese Halliburton is contributing to this Indiana Pacers win win streak and how they're high in the standings in the East. 100%. Yeah, the Pacers are definitely one of my uh, surprises of the year. And talking about another Pacers player here, we're going to get into the Rookie of the Year race. It's a bit of a two-man race right now between Paolo Bencaro on the Orlando Magic and Benedict Matherin on the Pacers playing as their sixth man. He's also a nominee right now, in my opinion, for sixth man of the year. He's been coming off the bench for them, giving them a solid 18 points a game. So, Chase, where do you lean in that rookie of the year race? I go Ben Taro. He's having a better year. He's averaging 22 a game, almost 10 boards a game. He's a stud. Uh, and Orlando does have options other than him. And he's proven that he's the number one option. And for anyone who's averaging 22 in the league, you're a great, you're a good player. Like, you are a good player to average 22 a game. As a rookie, Who's 19, I believe. Tremendous. He could be rookie of the year. Even though Matherin's having a great year, I just think Benchero's that guy. Yeah, Benchero definitely is that guy. The only knock I've been able to find in his game is just that he shoots a bit of a lousy 25% from three-point range. But I'm sure he'll be working on that, especially this offseason, and he will get that up. And keep an eye on Benedict Matherin, though. I mean, if he gets pushed into a starting role with uh, Holland Burton and they kind of switch him and Buddy Heald out, Maybe he could make a uh, a push for Rookie of the Year down the stretch of the season in the second half after the All-Star break. But right now, it's been Caro's to lose, I'd say. Yeah, I would have to agree. And that concludes today's episode of Shooter Shoot of the NBA. 
and we'll get you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks.